candidates. This is week two of our Black Belt Cycle for the November 2020 cycle. Welcome to the Candidate Corner Podcast. And um, let's get right into it today. You know, uh, after the run today, I was talking about, um, you know, why the change to the running requirements. And and I touched base on this last week, and I'm sure some of this is going to be repetitive, but I wanted to kind of reiterate what kind of came um, or, or what, how we came to this decision to kind of, you know, just kind of rework what we, what we do for our run requirement. You know, I came up in uh, the Lavalley organization and some of you know um, what that was and some of you don't, but uh, <clears throat> back in, in Syracuse, New York, um, in a little suburb called Liverpool, New York, uh, is where I started my training back when I was 16 in 1986. And, um, when I came up for black belt in 1989, there was a requirement of a three mile run and you had to do it in 21 minutes or less. So that's a seven minute mile. And, um, there were, um, there were people that, you know, obviously could do that and there were people that couldn't do that so it was kind of um you know a thing that just always was you know like if you wanted to get your black belt you figured out how to get your runtime down and there were there were people um at that point when i tested there was one girl who was 10 years old who um, at the time was the youngest person to achieve her black belt in that organization. Um, her name was Lindsay. And, um, and then there was also a guy, I don't, he wasn't the oldest, but he was the oldest um, in that cycle. And he was like 44 or 45 years old at the time. Um, his name was Vic, Victor. And um, he you know, was able to do it at, at 44, 45 years old. He was able to do three miles in, in 21. And so was the 10 year old, right? So, um, you know, on some level there's this, this understanding that, you know, yeah, it's possible, it's possible to do. But what I also saw was people who were good martial artists. They had good skill, you know, not just good, but they were, they were, you know, very good. And because the run wasn't something that they were really good at, uh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter that they were good martial artists. Um, they, you know, didn't qualify. And for some people, you can make the argument that, hey, you know, you, you, you didn't qualify, so you, you had to keep at it. Um, and that's kind of where we always were. We were always like, you know, hey, so that, that part, you're going to have to work harder. And... Um, in so many ways, I believe that if you really want something, you 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 find a way to get it done, right? Um, the losers make excuses, and the winners find reasons to get it done and how to how to be successful. So, like that's that's a very strong belief. However, on the flip side of the coin, is this idea that you know we're a karate school that has a run requirement, not a running school with a karate requirement. And I've said that a lot and I, and I I really mean it. And, um, 
so for a long time, I've struggled, you know, since we separated from the LaValle organization back in 2012. um, I've struggled with this idea of, like, do we keep the run as a requirement? Do we keep it at all or do we adjust it? Do we, you know, kind of just figure out a new way to test physical fitness, right? And um, because like I was saying on the at the end of the run, there's almost nothing that um, points to a level of fitness and certainly cardiovascular endurance like going for a run and, and needing to complete that distance in a particular amount of time, right? Like two miles under 16, which was, you know, what we have been doing for several years, that's, it's a very objective goal, right? There's no gray area. You either got under the 16 minute mark or you didn't. And, uh, it doesn't leave a lot of room for interpretation. It just, it just is it's just, you did it or you didn't do it. And, um, so, you know, and that was already a little bit of a, um, you know, easier approach than the three miles in 21 minutes. Right. So, um, there's a part of me that says, well, I did it, you know, but I did it when I was 19. Um, but then I think about that guy who was 44 or 45, you know, he did it. I think about that girl who was 10, she did it. Right. So there's a lot of evidence that says like, yeah, people can do it at lots of different ages, but it, the, the, the shame of it all in my mind is like, there's, I've seen people over the years that just left martial arts completely, you know, and, um, even before I was a school owner, I was just a student, but I'd see people leave martial arts and I thought it was just, you know, so, such a shame to have people like, they were just so connected with, you know, loving martial arts. And then because of something like a run, they, they no longer did martial arts and it, and it can really change the whole course of where they're going. So now we look at it like how can we keep a fitness requirement, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's about getting in better shape. Um, When it really boils down to it, does it matter that somebody can run two miles in 16 minutes, right? Like that's not – it was just put out there as, um, you know, a challenging goal. But – I think ultimately what matters is that people get in better shape. They lose weight. They increase their cardiovascular endurance, right? So, so that all these things are, um, you know, helping someone to be successful through cycle, through the testing process, through, um, you know, the pressures of performing in front of people. And, um, and then obviously as a martial artist, you want to be able to defend yourself and, um, you know, have a fighting chance if God forbid you were ever in a situation where, you know, you, you had to fight for your life. So these are the things that, you know, have brought us to this point, um, where we're changing 
the requirement of the run. And if and for those of you that need to be reminded, it's no longer you have to come in under a particular time, right? Now, we're still working on a point system to where, you know, a better time does give you more points towards an overall grade for your testing process. So the way it kind of you you would look at it is like okay if i can score high in the run not a high run time but score high with points meaning a lower run time then that's going to help me um, overall have a passing grade through my cycle now if i score low in the run a low score meaning a higher run time then that means I have to do a better job in the other areas. I have to be stronger on the floor. I have to be stronger with my push-ups or crunches or those types of things, right? If we think of the five areas, right, we want to look at those five areas and score as high as we can in all five areas. And in, in another podcast, maybe we'll break down the five areas in detail. But in this one, I, I don't really want to go in that direction. So anyway... Uh, the run requirement is what it is. It's you know we we're gonna go out there and run. We're gonna we're gonna complete the two miles. We're gonna do it without walking, and we're gonna we're gonna reap the benefits of that activity. Okay, without panicking about I have to get in under sixteen or you know or I'm cut right. So um, you know we talked a little bit about the psychology of not needing to make a certain time because I think it's a very real thing. Um, let's say I'm out there and, and I'm in the middle of my run and I start getting feeling a little tired. My legs are feeling heavy. So in my mind, I think, well, I don't really have to. <laughs> I don't have to make a certain time. So I dog it, you know, and I, I just don't push myself. But... Um, you know, if if you go that route, you got to ask yourself: Am I am I happy with my choice? There was, am I living up to my best? You know, am I representing a black belt mentality by by not giving everything I have, right? To the point of you know keeping it safe, we have to give everything we can. But um, you know, as, as we look at our different students in cycle. We know that some are, you know, children and some are, um, you know, younger adults and some are uh, older adults. And, and not everybody is really in, in a, uh, a place in their life where it makes sense to, like, try to get, a, um, you know, the lowest runtime they possibly can because it may not be safe may not be safe for their joints and in the end uh you don't want you don't want to have to pull yourself out of cycle because of an injury because you were going too hard and um you were being unsafe to yourself so but to get back to the psychology of of like knowing that i don't need to meet a certain time that that can also make us be um you know give less give our minimum instead of our maximum so it's this double-edged sword, right, that we we have to battle with. And, and I think ultimately you, you want to feel like, I, you know, I gave it everything I could today. 
um, within the guidelines of keeping safe for myself. And, um, and when you do that, I think week by week, you'll see time improvements. You know, like I've been running every other day and I, and I walk just about every single day, right? Even on the days that I run, I'll usually walk as a warm up, and then I'll start running and then I'll, I'll walk some more as a cool down. Um, and when I walk on the other days, you know, it's, it's, you know, two, three miles of just walking or more sometimes. And, um, so like there's this constant, um, you know, well, this consistency of being active and, um, when I'm running lately, I'm taking this approach of I'm running to get the benefits from the running. I'm not running to try to get a super low score. And it's, it's part of the process that's helped me come to this decision about changing what we require. Because I think, you know, I'm getting a lot of benefit from running, even though I'm only doing sometimes a 9 or a, even a 10 or even an 11-minute pace. You know, um, I'm seeing how I can drop weight, right? I can, I can uh, um, reduce body fat and increase muscle um, by, by just, well, increasing muscle doesn't happen from the run, but reducing the body fat does, you know, and then provided I'm doing some sort of resistance training, whether it's push-ups or, or weights, then I'm increasing muscle. And, um, and so I thought, you know, geez, it's better for my knees when I'm not running so hard and I, and I'm, I'm getting, I actually enjoy, I look forward to, uh, for the first time in a long time going out and and just getting a run or getting a walk, you know, being outside and, and having time to think. I was telling you guys, I listened to, um, podcasts while I'm running. I don't listen to music anymore. I shouldn't say I never listen to music, but more often I listen to podcasts and I'm trying to, um, you know, just get some different thoughts going. You know, I I love when um, I hear something and it makes me think deeper in a particular area than maybe I had been thinking. And um, so this is a great thing. Now, whether you choose to run to music or if you you know, have a particular podcast that you like to listen to, um, you know, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, that these things can help, um, when you're out there on the run, distract you, you know, and, um, you know, especially, especially when I, in the past, I always ran with music and it would, it would distract me to the point where, cause I, I would enjoy the music that I chose to play and I would get into it, you know, and it pumps you up and sometimes makes you um, you know, put a little bit more into your effort. So whatever, whatever works for you, but experiment, try different things. Um, and then, and then report on what you're doing, you know, in your training logs, the more you put in your training logs, the better I'll reiterate about training logs is that, um, you know, they're not really for me. A lot of people, when they do the training log, they, they do it with this sense like, oh, I just, I have to write this stuff down so I can send it to Shihan. And then that's it. That's all they, they never think about it again, or they never look at it again. And so it's almost like it's this assignment 
um, for somebody else rather than it's this process that they're doing for themselves, right? And that's what you should look at your training log is. It, it's where you go through this process of, of kind of re-examining what did I do this week and how can I do better next week? Um, where did I feel strong? Where did I feel weak? What am I identifying that I, I'm, um, I need to put more time into? What do I already feel like this is an area that I'm, I'm very confident in? And, and while I might review it, I'm not going to put that much time into it, right? So, And it's an ongoing log. You can look back. You can, um, you can study it. You can, you can see trends of I do this and I get this result. But when I do this, I, I get a different result, right? So training logs can be very, very useful if you take the time to look at them and do them properly but if if it's like a last minute thing oh geez i gotta send this thing and it takes you you know five minutes to put it together and you click send and then you never look at it again it's not going to do anything for you right you know the if you don't go through the process for what it's really meant to be then you won't get anything out of it so so do that and if you have any questions about how to do it better um, you know, let's bring it up as a discussion and we can, we can all, um, you know, benefit from that discussion. Um, another thing I'd like to talk about, and because every cycle there are examples of people that are not taking responsibility for being in cycle, right? And I think it's the student's place, you know, first and foremost to take responsibility so if I'm a child, right, I'm under 18 years of old uh, of age and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of dependent on, you know, one of my parents to bring me to karate, that doesn't mean that it's my parents' responsibility to know all what's going on in cycle. It's my responsibility, right? If I'm that child, I need to know what's going on. I... I want to. I want you guys to look at it like my parents have enough to worry about. I'm going to take charge. I'm going to know when I'm supposed to be at the dojo. I'm going to. I'm going to find out when, um, or or what is the Zoom ID and and is there a password? What time should I be logging on? Right. I want to know all of that. Don't leave it up to my parents. And and I don't care how young you are. If you're old enough to be going for your black belt then you're old enough to take some responsibility and and help out, help your parents out. They have enough to worry about, okay? Now, let's say you are a parent of a child and you're listening to this podcast because you're, you're trying to be involved. I think that's admirable. I think it's great. And um, But don't take the responsibility away from your children. Don't do it for them, right? You know the old saying, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, you feed him for life, right? And, and so let's, let's feed our children for life. Let's give them the, the, the understanding of how to fish, not just here, here's a fish, okay? And, um, and so taking responsibility is really thinking like how... How do I set myself up for success during this cycle? If I have a candidate class to attend on Saturday, let's say you're going to come to the dojo. Well, get your stuff ready the night before. You know, 
get your gear bag ready, make sure all the weapons are in there. And that way in the morning, you don't have to run around and, and, and potentially forget stuff because you, you didn't think a whole lot about it um, until then. You know, that you've thought about it the night before and you prepared it. You go to sleep with, with nothing on your mind because you know, okay, I'm, I'm set. I'm ready to go in the morning. I can even maybe sleep in a little longer because I've already set myself up the night before. And, um, you know, if you're going to be Zooming at home, you're the kind of person that's going to take responsibility to log on 15 minutes early. You know, I, I can't help but notice some people log on, you know, 30 seconds before they're supposed to, before the class is supposed to start. That, to me, doesn't show that you're taking responsibility, right? Um, I, I have posted about that, you know, for, um, for the, the benefit of, like, you know, not taking away from the class, you know, we've, we had to shorten the class to 45 minutes, um, and if, if we used up 10 of those 45 minutes doing a stretch and a warm up, now we're talking about a 35 minute class of material and it's just not enough, right? So if you're logging on at home and you're stretching and you're warming up and you're, you're, you're in the mode, you know, like, okay, you're home, but you're in the mode, you're there, you're in uniform or you're at least in, you know, you what, what's in the, uh, approved uniform for class, which is. Um, you know, gi pants, your belt, and a, and a Team Creek t-shirt, like get in the mode of, of that. And, and if you feel like you'll be even um, more in state if you're in a full uniform, then put your full uniform on. But whatever it is for you, like be there and, 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 and take responsibility, like I said, to, um, to, to own the fact that you're in cycle and you're not putting it off on somebody else. You're not. Now, I understand some candidates are, are younger. And, and they might need some help from their parents because they don't they don't really know how to get logged into Zoom, or they don't have access to our Facebook account um, or any Facebook account, right? So, but that doesn't take the responsibility away from them. It just says they now have to go to the parent and say, "Mom or Dad, can you log on to the the Facebook candidate page so I can see if there's any." any information that I need to know about because guys, I, I post that stuff on the Facebook candidate page, letting you know, you know, what the password is, what the zoom channel is and, and all of that. And then, um, I get, I get people that don't know, they don't know the information. And so that's not someone taking responsibility. That's somebody just saying, Oh, I didn't know. Nobody told me. Right. If you have a nobody told me attitude during cycle, you will not pass. You have to be the one that's going to say, well, if, if I don't know, then I need to find out. Okay. And it might sound harsh, but I'm, I'm telling you guys, that's, that, that's what it is. Like you, if you don't know, you need to find out. Okay. It's not somebody else's job to, to bring that information to you. You know, and it's especially concerning when that information is posted with, you know, with plenty of time prior to when you need it and then people don't see it, you know, and, and you could, you could make the argument, well, I, I didn't see it. It didn't come up in my newsfeed or whatever, but that means you're not taking an active approach to go and check for yourself. 
right? I think everybody who's in cycle should check the Black Belt Candidate page at least once a day. At least. Check it and refresh it. Sometimes, I don't know what it is about Facebook, you guys, but when I, when I, when I log on to my Facebook um, through my phone, sometimes I log on and there won't be something that I know I posted. I'm like, I just posted that like 10 minutes ago. Why, why isn't it there? And I don't know what it is about Facebook, but sometimes you have to, you have to like pull down on the screen, you know, to refresh the screen and then it shows up. And so like to do that, don't just, don't just play victim and, oh, I did check and there was nothing there. Like make sure you're, you're doing everything you can to get the information Remember, I, I put it out on Facebook. I send notifications through the app. If you're not getting notifications on your phone, then somehow, some way, you either initially didn't accept notifications to come up or somewhere along the way they it got turned off. But again, take responsibility. Double check. Look. Go, in, go into your settings and see if the Team Creek app has settings turned on uh, or, or um, notifications turned on in the settings, right? Like you just, you have to take responsibility and um, there's just no two ways about it. So I think you guys get my drift when, when I say take responsibility for being in cycle. I don't want to continue to go on and on and on about it, but I, I do want you to understand the importance and, and how much it's going to um way into you being successful in cycle or not okay we also talked today about knowing um, your material under pressure because knowing your material is different than knowing your material under pressure there's almost almost probably nobody who's made it to high red that if they just had enough time and that like they weren't pressured they could probably go through all of their material and get it all right but even if you're getting it right meaning you're doing the right moves, doesn't mean you're doing the right moves the best you can, okay? And then when you throw in the mix of like being under pressure where it's on the count or somebody's leading a pace and you need to stay with that pace, right? Now there's more pressure. And that's kind of what separates people from those that look like they're ready to be in cycle and those that look like they're not ready to be in cycle, and sometimes, you know, listen, a mistake doesn't mean you're not ready to be in cycle, but it means you're not doing what you should be doing to be where you should be, right? And sometimes you can make a couple of small changes in what you're doing as far as practice habits or like, you know, how much, how often you're practicing. And you can get right back on track, but the longer it goes, the worse it gets. So knowing your material, be reviewing and when you know there's something that you don't know i don't understand what stops people from asking help you know that i uh, in every class candidate class or regular class i always say does anybody have any questions does anybody have any detailed questions does anybody have any part of this kata that you want to discuss something you're not sure about right like you hear me say that all the time and Every once in a while, somebody will ask a question, but man, most of the time it's crickets. And so when I get that cut, that type of feedback where nobody has a question, I think, great, things are going to look good when we, when we perform. But then you know what happens many times. We perform and people aren't there. So 
that's where you might be kidding yourself. You might think, yeah, I know this, but but do you really know it under pressure? That's where you need to know it, right? And if you're not putting yourself under pressure enough, then you're not getting used to the pressure. And that's what it takes. It takes being used to the pressure to be able to perform well under pressure. So, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, we're getting close to the 30-minute mark, and you know I don't want these podcasts to go crazy, crazy long. Um, so I'm just going to touch try, real quick on a couple other things. We talked about um, the word consistency, right? Whether it's with your cardiovascular and training or whether it's with your practicing, be consistent. Do it daily, right? Just, just do it, do it, do it. Don't take days off if you can avoid it. Progress versus perfection is another thing we talked about. And so, you know, show your progress. Um, you know, and, and if you're being consistent with practicing, you're, you're going to see progress. And that progress is going to make you happy. It's going to make you feel like, all right, things are moving in the right direction. When you're not making progress, it leads to unhappiness for sure. Right? So, um, but not perfection. Anybody who's focused on being perfect at something is ultimately going to be unhappy because you can't, you just can't get to perfection, right? Um, it, it doesn't exist because if you got to perfect, then what? Then what are you supposed to do, right? Um, so we're on a quest to reach perfection, but we understand deep down that we're never going to get there, but we're always working towards it. Um, and um, I guess I'll leave you with this thought. We talked about it after the run, maybe even in class. If you don't measure it, then you can't manage it. So if you're not measuring your results on the run, you're not timing yourself. If you're not counting how many push-ups you can do in a row, if you're not um, you know, seeing how long you can hold a plank, then you can't manage it. You, you don't know what to do about it, right? But if you're counting your push-ups and you, you are realizing, man, I can only do seven push-ups in a row, like that's not enough right you need you need to be able to do more you should all be able to do 25 push-ups in my mind like that there isn't one of you that shouldn't be able to do that but some of you right now are going well i can't do 25 in a row and if that's the case then do something about it be consistent every single day do push-ups until you can do 25 in a row i promise you you'll get there the thing is you have to be disciplined to do it you have to be consistent right and um if, you, if you're willing to do that, you're going to see amazing changes take place. If you're not willing to do that, then you know that leads you down a different path, and the finish line doesn't say success. It says fail. So um, keep coming back to these thoughts and, and stay focused on what you want, which is you know being successful in cycle. And understand that it's not supposed to be easy. No one's supposed to be on week two and already feeling like they're, you know, doing straight A's and everything. If if it was that way, you know, it it would be too easy of a cycle, right? Like if if everybody was at is that point, it's too easy. So so make progress each week. See your runtime go down each week. Be able to write. I saw improvements in these areas, not just in your runtime. I, I was able to do X number of extra push-ups. I was able to um, feel like I knew my novice combinations without any hesitation. You know, whatever it is. I, those are the types of things you write in your training log. A training log is like a journal to look back at and, and study. 
and um, and make adjustments for the future because of what you've written down. All right. So, like I said, I don't want this to go too crazy, crazy long. It's just been about thirty-two minutes. So I will um, I will wrap it up here for today. Let's um, let's continue to train hard and stay focused and be the best version of yourself that you can be. All right, guys. Oos. We'll see you soon.